here's Johnny. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Buzzed Podcast. We have a very special episode. Per usual, we have myself, Jay, down here in the Fort Lauderdale, South Florida area. We have Mr. EJ Golett in sunny SoCal and special guest, other day one homie of ours, Mr. Nicholas Durso, coming to you from Torreon, Mexico, which apparently is somewhere smack dab in the middle of Mexico. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, hola, doing great. Bueno. Doing bueno. How's the Spanish coming, Nick? Are we uh, we full full sentence communicating? We partially oh, fluent. I'm pretty much like ninety percent fluent in Spanish now. I can do talk about car parts. I can talk about shopping, food, movies, where I need to go, where I need to be dropped off. Yeah, my Spanish is improved in the past year tremendously now, just curious on which cartel did you choose to join <laughs> i'm part of the sinaloa cartel down here in, in, the, in the, uh, north in, Sonola? in the uh Sonola? the yucatan peninsula if i'm not mistaken what'd you say i said i believe that's in the north area in the yukon peninsula if i'm not mistaken the yukon peninsula yeah yeah so he's down in uh the mid-south repping for uh the sinaloans i hear mm -hmm. i'm just kidding that's probably racially insensitive drinking corona people coming out of there yep during we the coronavirus well. i'm adding another drinking role anytime something racially insensitive comes up jay needs to finish his drink oh god four uh -oh. white people from kentucky in a podcast <laughs> That's funny that you said that, Nick, because I'm also drinking Corona with a little bit of lime because I refuse to let some BS virus crumble a well-known beer industry because a lot of people are not buying Corona because they are just idiots and somehow link that to the coronavirus. That's all I've been drinking down here in Mexico. It's about 13 pesos, and that's a good price. Wait, now, what 13 is 13 pesos, pesos 12, to the dollar? 12 pack? No, 13 pesos per one. <laughs> It's uh, so that, it was, that's like it, that's like twenty seven cents. A little, well, now that the coronavirus has happened, the peso has gone down, so it's about twenty four, twenty five to one now. So now are we forex trading here? Because <laughs> I the should dollar have. amounts changing quite a bit right now. Yeah. So tell me, boys, what are we doing? I mean, I know I talk to EJ about uh, you know almost every day, but. Uh, Nick, it's been quite a bit of time since we've been able to have a nice in-depth conversation. So tell us about your Corona experience. What's it like in, uh, in Mexico? Are there strict lockdown quarantine rules? And if so, how have you been keeping your sanity, my dude? Yeah, man. So I basically bought a car in Arizona last June and decided I was going to drive from Arizona all the way to Argentina. In the past 10 months, I've only been to two countries, and that is Mexico and Belize, and now I'm back in Mexico. The borders closed down um, about a month ago in Belize, so I parked my car at a, uh, a friend's house that I met while I was scuba diving in Belize. He let me park my car there. My car's there. All my stuff is there, and uh, 
I came back up to a place called Torreon, Mexico, uh, staying at my girlfriend's house. And everybody's quarantining here, man. I went to Walmart today. Uh, it's one in, one out. You have to stand on stickers. You, you know, there are people in the, in the uh, aisleways or handing out, uh, what's it called? Hand sanitizer. They're spraying down the carts. Um, it's like a real life ET movie. And you know your Spanish is good when you can start talking about quarantine and, and where you can stand in the aisles at a Walmart. Um, a lot of stuff is being sold out. Like they have limits on buying toilet paper. They had like tuna cans, the whole tuna can, the tuna fish aisle sold out. Um, frozen chicken sold out. So, I mean, it's starting to get a little serious, I guess. The, the president, the governor of, Nueva Leon, which is another state here, <laughs> he got on TV the other day and said that they are stopping the sale of all alcohol. So everybody, including myself, went and bought about $400 worth of alcohol because we don't know how long that will last. And the next day they came back and said, no, 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 sorry. We, we're not stopping the sale of alcohol. And it turns out that the governor is a partial owner in the alcohol companies down here so he just wanted to skyrocket his sales <laughs> so strategic, strategic. yeah strategic well, you ever find out how much he made off that uh, i don't know i could, I you, could probably, you could probably google it so if i'm not mistaken there's probably 20 some odd countries in between mexico to argentina and you've made it to two so this is probably the first time i've ever seen you make a plan and just really douche it <laughs> yeah pretty much man i just had so much fun in mexico for six months before i left. like when i left my passport was or my visa was good for 180 days and i literally spent exactly 179 days in mexico going all throughout and then when i got to belize i was there for like two and a half three months and then shit started getting real they were like yeah we're gonna close this border guatemala closed their border i couldn't go i went to the border of guatemala and they wouldn't let americans in so then i had to turn all the way back around and drive another six hours they back said, to the no mix. gringo you go back you go like, back south yeah yeah do we have to drink that one is that culturally insensitive yeah oh, man drink yeah. just finish your drink there <laughs> Alrighty. Well, for those of you that do not know, uh, our friend uh, Nick, uh, we basically grew up with him, uh, went to high school. Uh, we all remained friends through college. And after that, Nick actually left a very great job in New York City, uh, bought a very nice three family home and has been using that to keep income in as he decided to travel throughout South America going on a scuba diving adventure. He also uh, really increased his skills on drone flying, video editing, and sound editing. It has some really cool videos out there. He has decided to walk to the beat of a different drum per se. Uh, a little bit cultured, well-traveled, rocking a Nicaragua baseball jersey right now. Uh, just to give you a better idea of our homie and other day one, but EJ, how have you been over the past week, sir? Uh, pretty good, man. Been uh, really slow around here. Uh, I think it has it has been for you as well. 
Um, yeah. I feel like work just continues to slow down, but uh, still stay consistent in a way. But I've just been crushing a lot of video games lately and trying to learn new skills along the way. I hear you, bud. Yep, it has been uh, a little bit brutal out there, taking some financial hits, but trying to keep a positive mentality because, shit, we all get a little bit of a work-from-home vacation. I know there's a lot of people out there, also some individuals on the front line, the essential workers. So shout out to you guys. Stay safe out there. Hopefully return to some sort of level of normalcy. Uh, But let's get into the standard format we've been rocking here. Let's go ahead and go through what we're drinking. We're going to start off with Nick. Then we'll go to EJ and I'll round us out. All right. I am drinking uh, Kraken with some ginger ale and I also have my Coronas. I will be drinking Mucho Coronas. That's like a poor man's dark and stormy. I like it. Uh, EJ, what are you doing, you little fool? Oh, man. For me, uh, I think I'm on my fourth tequila soda. Um, And then rolling into the Michelobes right now as well. Just, uh, you know, trying to keep it light on the cows. um, Got to watch uh, the carbs, man. What tequila are you sipping on, sir? And, you know, especially at this time. I swear to God, you say fucking uh, Jose Cuervo, I'm getting off L- right now. Absolutely not, sir. I have uh, some El Tesoro. Yeah, you guys ever had this? Pretty good. Yeah, it's Spanish for El Tornado. Uh, I like it. The Tornado, I believe. Oh, that was culturally insensitive. Really? I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right, I will round us out. I am staying true to our Kentucky roots, sipping bourbon and uh, what is oh, like generic Coke, Coke from Publix, and then I have uh, a couple Coronas with some limes. Again, I'm not gonna let Corona take this big of a hit, man. I support you guys, man. I'm more of a Modelo guy, but I will be there for you because people are scared of the name Corona right now. Uh, let's get into the next segment as far as what we are watching. We'll keep it in the same order. Durso, that's Nick's last name. So if we refer to him as Durso, that's just what we call him. Uh, but Durso, what have you been watching lately? Um, so I have a lot of time to kill and watch some watch some shows. Uh, I just got done watching the Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> that was that was interesting and funny. Um, Ozark season three. So I started Ozark a couple years ago when I was going scuba diving on the way back. We were driving. And I watched it on my iPad and I watched the first season, second season. I watched just not too long ago, like back in December. And I just finished the Ozark season three. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Ozark's Ozark. Question I'm a fan three of- there, then. Out of those three seasons, which was your favorite so far? My favorite one was season three. Yeah, so mine far. too. No, I'm right there with you. I thought it was, yeah. the be- I thought it was way better than one and two, just in terms of like character development and, also, just like the way that they took the turn at the end of the season, it's it's just felt more real. Oh, the end of the season was what? I just was like, what? Quite shocking. Quite shocking. You haven't you haven't finished yet, right, yet, Jay? No, no, no. I watched the first couple episodes, didn't get into it, but I'm going to give it another shot because everyone tells me I need to. So um, I will update you guys on that soon. But uh, carry on, buddy. I pulled up. A, a, uh, I watched like maybe six episodes of Breaking Bad season one. Um, because I watched that movie, I watched the the uh, Jesse El movie, Camino. El, Camino. El Camino. I watched that. Oh, I gotta go back mm-hmm. and watch some of those. I'm a fan of Breaking Bad. You're the one that got me into that, EJ. And then 
Game of Thrones. I'm on season two of Game of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I know both of you love it and gave me <laughs> gave me a hard time about it forever. Um, That's about fucking time. Like yeah, 10, I, 10 might, I might have some, I know, I might have some questions because it's confusing. Um, I'll send yeah. you a couple of videos. Yeah. That's, the, that's a full play right there, bud. You're going to get a lot to get into and uh, don't invest your emotions too hard. I'll give you a little bit of warning on that. Yeah, well, there's uh, a lot anyway, of cities in there. Once you yeah, once you hit season three, buddy, it's... Cities cut down a bit, but, you know. Yeah, they do. By season gotta, six, yeah, you're like, you kind of forget that they even have... You got to hook him in season one with the two. Uh, yeah. EJ, what are you watching, bud? Ooh, me right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, obviously, watching the movie last night that we're talking about tonight. Uh, and then to round that out, out of the scary slash uh, weird state of mind I was in, I watched Can't Hardly Wait. Um, the, the Jennifer Love Hewitt movie? That's right. It was on Netflix. I was like, let's fucking rock this out right now. Great that's, movie, that's honestly. Green, right? Was that? That's with Seth Green, right? Yeah. It's yeah, got yeah, the greatest I've, 90s uh, soundtrack to Dude, I've not seen that in shit. 10 years? Me neither. Years. I was just like, oh, let's watch this right now. So I threw that on. Uh, also, um, on Shudder right now, they have uh, they have the new version of Creepshow from the 80s. Uh, they updated it, so it's pretty good. Um, so I'm watching, I think I've watched three episodes so far of that. And kind of at I'm just high and zoning out for a minute. I throw on The Simpsons, which has been a nice little refresher. Um, and then also I'm watching Cursed Films, which is also on Shudder. But that is a 30-minute uh, documentary, six episodes, and they kind of break into different horror films and their, uh, their, their, their cursed status that they get from the film. So they cover The Exorcist, Poltergeist, Apocalypse Now, um, The Omen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so pretty about, cool. About movies where bad things happen, I got you. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's interesting. It's okay. It's not fantastic. There's just really not like an end game to it. Um, so it just feels very flat when they talk about it. Um, and then also watching Lego Masters still, which is fantastic. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, and that's it. And, and, you know, playing some video games still, man. A lot of video games. Yeah, that's all you can do in these times. Huh? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm walking, watching quite a bit of Mickey's Roadster Racers on Disney Plus with my three-year-old child who seems to <laughs> love that. It's like a Disney knockoff of Wacky Racers, if anyone remembers that. Uh, like Hanna-Barbera. How could I forget? Those are the ones where it was, uh, was uh, you know, you started out as like a long race and um, they had the Red Baron in it and uh, the, yeah, the yeah, dog yeah. and all them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classics. I actually, funny enough, had bought the first like season or two like i don't know like eight years ago on on uh the on the itunes store so i always like that so it's kind of funny to see like a little rip off of it he loves it though outside of that um just due to having like a, a general love of soccer and the uh the inner Miami podcast which i also do i've been watching sunderland till i die on netflix which is a pretty cool i uh, just finished the second season of that um and then they got the third one coming out but really cool if you're into soccer started watching bruise brothers today which uh was actually uh made by one of the producers of the league kind of ironic because uh there's ties to the league and the movie we're going to discuss tonight uh we started watching that and even had at least one uh character so far from the league or one actor rather who's part of the show uh as you know i'm 
kind of a nerd for American uh, mythology, cryptozoology. So started watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which is a new show on um, the History Channel. Kind of weird, kind of really too dramatic, but just kind of trying to see where it goes. Uh, last night, watched the horror movie The Babysitter, um, who also had... Um, is that Netflix? It's on Netflix. Um, it has... Uh, we just did... Um, Scott Old the, Boy, who's like a Vine star or whatever, right? There's several. So they've got... Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm literally drawing blanks right now. Um, who's King Batch is his name. And yeah, we got King Bach in there. There's Bella Thorne. There's a couple others in the main... Uh, girl is we just did an episode on her for the wedding movie where they hunt them down oh Sarah, uh, uh, Weaving's daughter yeah Sarah Samara weaving Samara weaving yeah she's like the babysitter and that, that's a funny horror movie that's like something that, that everyone's looking into uh, watch this documentary I can't remember the name it's about like pizza gate and the age of fake information and then of course nerding out with uh, you know FIFA and some war zone as well so um, yeah we have but I feel like kind of, two o'clock in the afternoon, Jay. I'm finding you playing Warzone, and I am just like, okay, I'm gonna stop doing what I'm doing, jump on and play with him real quick. Yeah, I hope my uh, bosses don't listen to this podcast. But um, well, it's two o'clock my time, five o'clock your time. Let's be real. Yeah, okay, Jay's okay, bosses, okay. my bosses, they can find out. I've been, also been on at two o'clock my time, but. But let's go ahead and get into uh, what we're talking about tonight. was kind of interested that we decided to go with this movie because I'd watched, like, not all of it, but, like, 80% of it in the past. And I remember it being really um, awkward, uncomfortable, yet really good at the same time, hard to take your eyes off. So gave it another watch with Chloe. Started hearing noises in the house, which was weird. But we are talking about uh, the movie Creep. And I mentioned that bruised brother who was off the same producers of the league. If anyone remembers the fantasy football show, the league on FX, it was actually a really good show. Really funny. Uh, Mark Duplass main characters. And I think this was his first uh, foray, if you will, into more of a suspenseful kind of horror genre, but a very good movie. Uh, Mark Duplass has some range on him and a very good actor. You know, you don't really see too many people come from the comedy realm and be able to deliver in a serious film. But this was a very well done, very interesting, artsy, indie kind of film. Uh, But this is what we're going to be discussing today. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, and we are talking about 2014's Creep tonight. Uh, Creep, as Jay said, was the Mark Duplass film. Uh, Duplass has been in the indie scene for quite some time now. Um, he's really since 2003 when it, with his short film with his brother uh, kind of broke out and started doing really big things. Uh, sold into the Puffy Chair, sold that to Netflix, one of his first uh, uh, big breaks um, after his short film. And then um, shortly after that, he fell in and, and started making this movie, Creep, with uh, the director Patrick Bryce, who ironically is also the other main character in this film as well. Um, They became friends and and this movie came about. Uh, This movie is fascinating to me just because it was made on a shoestring budget um, and it's really become and received a cult horror status over the years. Um, It is uh, one of my favorite indie films I've ever seen. I don't don't know about you, Jay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good for being one of those low budget films. 
like five minutes into it, Chloe turned over. She's like, is this how the whole film's going to be? Like, it's kind of <laughs> like that found footage. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily like a found footage film. Because oh, no, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it is, but you're kind of there in the moment a lot, too. Uh, but it's basically all recorded off, um, you know, some sort of, of. It's just a camera. It's just a regular yeah. ass camera. Yeah, it's just a regular camera. Um, but yeah, very low budget, very few characters. I literally am struggling to think of any more about the two main characters. Well, there is one more as well, um, but I have a quiz later on for you guys, so I don't want to spoil that too much. We'll get into the characters a little bit later. She was more of the voice, but yeah. She was, but it's a, it's a good little cameo here, so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll fill that in. Um, I want, you know, we're talking about Creep, and obviously uh, this movie had started when Duplass met Patrick Bryce, the director, um, after he just graduated from college. Uh, both of them are really big people watchers, and they're fascinated by odd human behavior and strange human beings in general. So this really led them into doing this found footage film um, that follows Aaron, played by Patrick Bryce, who also directed it, who answers a Craigslist ad to shoot a video of a stranger, Joseph, played by Mark Duplass, who claims he has terminal cancer with only a few months to live. He asks him to shoot a video for his unborn son to give him, well, uh, to give him whenever he's gone. Um, from there, it really takes off and turns into a really dark turn. Um, and... I, I learned this while reading all this today, and I found it fascinating. This movie did not have a script at all to it. It actually just had five pages. So Duplass and Bryce actually took a weekend to go up to a cabin um, where, they sh where they shot the film at, and they uh, just had five-page outline that they created, and it really started to shape into a horror movie after that. So after they kind of figured out what they wanted to do with that film, they reached out to Jason Bloom of Bloomhouse Pictures. Now... I think, Jay, you're obviously probably familiar with Jason Bloom and Bloomhouse Pictures. Yeah. Nick, probably not so much, but uh, nope. Jason Bloom, uh, he is created probably one of the greatest grossing horror movies of all time off a really, really small budget called Paranormal Activity. Uh, and from that created one of the biggest horror movie studios out there in, in the game right now. Um, I mean, this, this studio has some big franchises underneath its belt. Insidious, Sinister, uh, and The Purge, just to name a few. Uh, and then there's all, all of which I think are, are very great movies. Yeah. Um, and Paranormal Activity is 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 like the probably like five years beyond, but like similar to Saw, where you can just keep making different ones over and over yeah. and over again, and you're going to retain that fan base. Yeah, you definitely are. But you, the thing that happened with with the paranormal activity over time is they got really watered down different studios bought into it. They started having bigger yeah. budgets. What worked so well for paranormal activity from the get go was that it was made off this shoestring budget. I think $15,000 is how much they made it for. They shot it yeah, in the director's yeah, it house really uh, and it just captivated people because, and the thing that Jason Bloom attracts him to, to all these movies is he likes things when they're they feel real and they feel realistic so it really drew him into doing these types of movies and that's what drew him into doing creep uh and what drew him into doing it because Wait, he says uh, in an article that he creep? gets we have to I drink because you said creep. yeah let me re let me rewind here that's one of the drinking rules it's part of the drinking rules yeah and we didn't really explain to our audience here did we at the beginning Cheers, guys. But okay, Sorry, I guess we should establish that we're having some <laughs> drinking rules. No, you're fine. Uh, tonight we're going to uh, have drinking rules for any time someone cusses. Drink. Uh, we have to take fucker. a drink every time the word. 
<laughs> Every time the word creep is mentioned, drink. Damn it. You need to take a drink if any time something comes up oddly sexual. Drink. That will happen. Uh, and finish your drink if you're culturally insensitive. <clears throat> Jay. Set up here, but um, <laughs> going through this portfolio, uh, Insidious for me kind of hit or miss. Liked, you know, like I Not think the first one, one of them didn't really like the, the the ones that followed. The Purge always kind of fun to watch, uh, but I'll tell you what, Sinister. Uh, I remember seeing that in theaters. EJ, I think we you saw and I saw that together. together but yeah. s- but split up in the theater or something. I think Durso actually peeled off to go to a bar because it was so packed. But Sinister <laughs> was Maybe. really good the first one, uh, definitely when it came out, and then the second one was not bad either. So I'll tell you what, man, way to this guy to come up and make a name for uh, for Bloomhouse Productions because these yeah, are all man. pretty relevant movies. And you know he really has a secret to success with his uh, his production value. He only takes on movies, low budget movies between one and three million dollars. Directors with something to prove. He never uses CGI. This is back then. I'm I'm Bloomhouse has grown into something, and there's definitely a lot more CGI now. Uh, no rebate shots outside of Los Angeles, and scale pay for the cast and crew with a cut of the profits if the movie is a hit. If you look at his track record, a lot of people are making some pretty decent money. Including Duplass here and, and Patrick Bryce, they they made a, a decent cut off this movie, which was made for a very short amount of money, and they made millions off of this. And you know, this was a straight to video movie. I mean, shout out for that because that's an awesome. It's a hard uh, thing to do. It's a really hard thing. It, to do. Yeah, it is. It, you don't really see that a lot. So when the directors are willing to share that uh, revenue, post release revenue with the cast and crew, uh, that says a lot about those individuals. So. Um, all around good situation that, that he kind of rocks in. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, it's, it's, uh, I really like exploring those weird types of movies. You have to be in a mood. You have to like prepare yourself, I guess. I think I didn't do Nick the due diligence here. I was like, Nick, you want to do jump on this podcast with us? He was like, yeah, sure. What are you watching? Uh, we're watching creepy. He goes, what's that about? And I was like, it's about this creepy guy. Just check it out. I had <laughs> three missed calls from Nick last night and he goes, Hey, what the, fuck is this movie excuse me i'll drink he said hey what the fuck is this movie yeah, i'm honestly yeah. surprised i'm surprised nick watched it all yeah. me too i'm proud of you nick thanks i am yeah. proud of you as well sir because i remember in high school we were watching the texas chainsaw massacre remake and you stormed out of the theater yelling this is un-american and i'll never forget you that. like you're crazy <laughs> it was just a stupid movie this movie was pretty stupid i mean i did sit there and watch joseph get into a bathtub to give his baby tootsies and tubbies tubbies put his tootsies in the tubby and me and my girlfriend were just looking at each other like this is your friend ej he recommended this movie what (laughs) what she's over she's like okay yeah what 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 is that's 15 minutes in that's that's 15 minutes into the movie the Uh, rest of the movie was it not unsettling watching him turn into not not even turn you you knew he was a crazy guy yeah. yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. But I it was jumped now one knowing, time. All right, looking at what we're looking at right here. It was yeah. just nice yeah, towards the end. not having yeah. to sit well, next what to the guy that? that stands up and starts yelling at a theater. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just really happy he made it through it all. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I know he was sitting next to me, but I don't know that dude. I, I think that his... 
Yeah, I remember Nick. Well, I think Nick left because of the grotesqueness of the movie. I mean, I remember a guy's face was literally getting peeled off, and Nick, I just Nick just said, "I goes, ah, that's it. I'm done. Nope, no more." And he just fucking walked out. He goes, "You all are stupid for sitting and seeing this movie. You all are fucking idiots. I'm not doing this. I'm going He's to a bar and drinking J and EJ. I'll see you guys when this is over." J and EJ, the dude sitting right there that I came with, that I know, I'm out. And I'm like, "Oh damn! Now they're judging us." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was a little nervous that scene, but uh, uh, whatever. Honestly, whatever. It's a terrible what? movie, though, Jay. Let's yeah. admit that, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> At the time, it was uh, we were young. We were uh, easily scared, I guess. But uh, this movie's done so well. They actually they made a sequel. So we got Creep 2, also on Netflix, has a, a very rare. Uh, I'm trying to think of other mo- movies. I think the only other s- thing I know about right now is Tiger King, which also had 100%, um, which, funny enough, in the other podcast, my uh, my buddy that I run it with was calling it Lion Man. <laughs> wrong animal, <laughs> wrong headline. But um, Creep 2, 100% on Ron Demato. So Creep the second t- one was supposed to be even better. And then, of course, just kind of coincidentally, because we've been playing this out for well, like a week and a half or so, and then – EJ, you just told me of the the news you heard this week, and I'll kind of let you take this one over. But um, yeah, uh, it, man. yeah. Uh, well, last week on March twenty seventh, um, Mark DePlas, I guess it might be two weeks ago. Uh, my math's terrible, but Mark DePlas, he sat down with IndieWire via live chat since we're all quarantined right now on Instagram, um, and he was asked if fans uh, are to expect a third installment of the low budget horror franchise. Does that mean we're going to expect Creep 3 in a year? Probably not. But during the interview, Duplass said that he's that he and Patrick Bryce have written the script twice and neither of those stories are good enough. And the reason that they and it's the reason that they almost didn't make Creep 2 because they just couldn't figure out how to make it creepy enough and how to make it work the way the first movie did. But they got lucky making Creep as cognizant as it is considering how they made it and they didn't want to disappoint people uh, and put out just a stupid sequel. But if they are going to make a third one, which they are working on right now, it better be super inspired. Uh, they're trying to put together and putting effort into it, but they're just it's just not good enough yet to make it worthwhile, so they're struggling. But during this quarantine time, I think they got a lot of time to think on it, so I'm kind of hoping something comes out of this. Maybe something you know around this quarantine. Since it's kind of quarantine time and everyone's just bored of their house, Let's make an honest effort. Let's reach out to Mark Duplass this week and see if we can have him feature on the Creep 2 episode. I'll, That'd be pretty baller. I'll do my damnedest. Maybe we can get Jason Bloom and Patrick Bryson here too. Is okay, damn a bad let's, word? Let's, let's, let's start small yeah. and realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll drink, Nick. Well, I think starting small here, we might as well grab the, the sound guy from the movie then. Wait, what, what did you say about small? Your penis. Oh, that's a sexual joke. We got to drink. Yeah, it sounds kind of sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oddly aroused. It's weird. Um, well, Nick and Jay, since I uh, really put this together, I created a creep quiz for you guys uh, to take here. That is also coincidentally a drinking game. Have we figured out the drinking rules yet? No. But I'm just going to go ahead and say for every single one you guys get wrong, you take three drinks. Deal? Three drinks, no, three second drink. That's fine. Okay, before we get into this, let's just give them a kind of high level overview of this movie. You, you kind of touch on it, but let's just kind of walk them through it. So yeah, so a, a, a uh, videographer 
struggling for money, takes a random job he finds on Craigslist. He goes up to meet this guy in like the mountains of what looks like Northern California. Um, ends up meeting with the guy. Yeah, again, he says he has terminal cancer, uh, but that he wants to make a video for his son, his unborn son, who is in his wife's uh, Angel's womb. Uh, and so as this progresses throughout the day, it gets kind of weirder and weirder. He's acting strange, Mark Duplass, uh, Joseph, the whole time. Uh, then he starts kind of trying to scare and startle uh, the videographer, Aaron. Uh, and this progresses over time. And, you know, Aaron's trying to leave it at night. He can't find his keys, but he does somehow sneak uh, the phone off Joseph, who hired him. And then he, uh, it was Angela who he said it was his wife. It turns out it's his sister. And his sister's like, you need to leave. You need to go get away as soon as possible. Uh, long story short, he does get away, goes back to his house, and then he starts receiving packages from Joseph. Uh, he's a videographer, so he's kind of always recording himself. And you start to see like Joseph stalking him, and he's trying to get the police to intervene. They do not care. Things kind of keep progressing, progressing, progressing. And then he eventually... Uh, through a series of video communications between Aaron and Joseph decides to meet up uh, again at a park at a bench. And uh, that's kind of where the, the movie ends. Uh, Aaron is uh, hit in the head with an ax. Joseph kills him. And um, then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Joseph is a serial killer and this is what he does. So now that everyone is kind of caught up, EJ, lead us into the fun part of the show. Sure. So I also would like to say I really like the touch that they had there at the end with him and uh, showing his collection of kills. And it mm -hmm. gradually progressed from VHS tapes into DVDs showing like he's been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah. I, thought that, I thought that was cool. Um, I like the, the, the scream on camera and then transition yeah. to him on camera. And his, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was very well done. Uh, I guess That's the part Nick said he jumped at, by the way. That was the only part that scared oh. me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the movie does a great job of making you feel very uncomfortable. Uh, there's not as many, like, scare jumps as you would, I guess, expect in a, in a normal uh, horror movie, but uh, a great job at really making you just feel uncomfortable throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it made you stay into it longer, like 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 a YouTube video of, like, a how-to. It was exactly wait until to see – wait, like – like this guy's an idiot. Why is he going back? Why is he opening the package? Why is he doing this? What? Yeah, yeah. Why is he looking behind? Why is he not looking behind himself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All these. Let me sit on this bench. Normal people would do. Exactly, and that's and that's what horror movies do. You get to see characters do something that you know is stupid, but you're still entertained by it the whole time. I I was very mad. I was like, Hey, um, Aaron, why the fuck would you sit staring at the lake? Yeah. Drink in an open park. Drink. Okay. Welcome to our creep quiz, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions for you tonight. Um, are you guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Easy one for you guys to start off here. What kind of cancer does Joseph claim to have in the film? He had two. He had liver cancer that he just got done with, and then he had a tumor the size of a baseball on his brain. Correct, Nick. Uh, Jay, he beat you to it right there. Three-second drink, sir. Yeah, my, I, mean, I knew it. I just wasn't sure how we were doing this. But okay, were you going to say tumor, though? Were you? My attention to detail. I was going to say brain far. tumor. I'll go, I'll go one further. 
the first one was cancer in the liver that spread to the lungs. Ooh, he's ready. He knocked he's ready, out, ready, he knocked ready. out chemo. Kind of a miracle. All right, I'll take a sip of my beer, not my not my Kraken, just for that. I'll just join you guys. Hey. Cheers. Oh, I'm supposed to drink the the liquor. Okay, I'll do that now. Wait, did you say lick her? Are you making sexual references? I think we got a drink. That's again. another drink. That's another drink. Cheers. Lick her? I barely even know her. <laughs> um, All right, so we're in a Jeopardy type buzzing situation. All right, let's go. I'm sorry, yes. Nick. I love you, but I'm going to destroy your soul right now. So right, my next go. question is, and honestly, this is not revealed until later, so this is a full-on guess from you two of a number. But how many, people, how many people has the creep joseph killed i would say 43 yes like price of right can i say 44 and cut him out you could if you wanted to what if I'm, I'm gonna what be nice i'm gonna i'm gonna say 50 uh i'm gonna say drink because nick is closer Ooh. the correct answer is 39 he 39 I was thinking of all the. I was thinking of how big a VHS is plus a DVD and how wide his his closet was, and I came up with forty three. That was close. That's pretty good. VHS has the width of the average penis, so drink. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drink for that one there. Fun fact. Uh, Next question. Like seven inches. Average is like five and a half. So you know, length not there, but width is. Next question for you guys. And this has been talked about in this podcast tonight, so I hope you're paying attention. Who produced this film? Uh, and let's be honest here. There's three answers here. What was his name? Mark Duplass? That's yeah, one of them. His brother. What's his brother's name? And, and the wife. The wife, Angela. I don't know her name. She's not the producer. Oh. Thought she was in on it. There's another one here we were talking about. You got you got Duplass, you got his brother, Jay. Should be an easy one for you to remember. And then who's the third one? Tom Clancy. No, I don't know. Jason no. Bloom of Bloomhouse Productions. Oh <laughs> since there was three and we only got one right, we should all three drink. That is right. right. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Trick question for you guys here, maybe. How much did this film cost to make? Thirteen million. No, no, no. Wait, I have no idea. Three hundred thousand. You ready for the answer, or you want to take a second guess? Are you asking me? I'm asking both of you. Oh, because I was gonna know. Should I go lower, or should I stay where I'm at? You should go lower. Yeah, thirteen million seems like a lot for that. Uh, I would say maybe one million. Yes. The answer is nothing. It cost zip not a nothing to make this movie. Then what the they fuck had... are we doing in our lives? <laughs> they they had a camera. I mean, I guess you could add in the rental of a cabin, so maybe two hundred bucks for the weekend. But yeah. it cost them basically nothing to make this movie. They had a camera. They had an idea. They had a five-page script. They went up, they shot it, they went back, and they had some ideas. They turned it into a horror film. They called up Jason Bloom. They made a little bit. Uh, they they made a little adjustments to it, and then it went straight to video on demand. It reached cult horror status, and it's made a couple mil since then. Huh. I think three mil is what it grows. Oh. Pretty good, but that's yeah, very gonna, hard to do. It's a very big gamble. 
the movie to be finished and like the first thing in the credits is like shot on iPhone 11. Well, we're, this isn't a tangerine here. I'm just saying we got the materials. We can definitely make a movie. I'm down to make a movie. What are we going to do? We, how are we going to do this in quarantine right now? We could we could shoot it on um, WhatsApp and we could have a little little uh, combo on here and like make a little horror movie like that. Uh, what's that movie? Have you ever seen it where they unfriended? Yeah. We could bring out we could break out the Ouija board. Oh God, that's a story. <laughs> that is a that is a fantastic story. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to save that one for another day because I feel like that could do well on the buzz. But talk about Nick's ghost story. Very fucked up. Well, the movie Ouija absolutely sucked. But yeah, we could probably cover that in a later episode as far as our personal experiences with it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about that one. I try and just put that out on mine and not really think about those days. Uh, next question for you. Who here. knew a tennis ball could do so much to the mental state of adults? <laughs> Is that what you used to talk to it? A tennis ball? No, but that's what Royce was looking at the whole time. We were freaking out, and there's just a tennis ball behind a couch. <laughs> Ro- no, Royce there's... is a dog. <laughs> When, when dogs are acting weird, you know something strange is going on. But it turns out they just like tennis balls. There's there's more to it than just a tennis ball, man. That's a that's a weird story. Um, next question for you: What is the werewolf mask's name in the movie? Peach Fuzz. Got it. Peach. Both you guys got that there. Nah, I'll give it to both, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Jay was like a, a little bit like a half a second behind. So Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Thank you, Alex Trebek. Hey man, I'm not the judge here. I, I just asked the judges, and they said drink. I'm a biased buzzers. I mean, I'm still. Maybe drinking. we should. That'd be a good investment for this show. I know I got a 0.75 second advantage over Nick with his Mexican internet. It's culturally insensitive. I'm a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is Joseph's wife's name? Angela. Oh, I got it. I was Jay first, man. Drink. All right, I'll drink. Uh, fun fact, yeah. fun fact about Angela that I learned, uh, and Jay, you'll know her from the league as well. That is Mark Duplass's real wife, uh, and, she... and one of my favorite Lumineer songs, Angela. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that down. Is there any other things in pop culture that is uh, Angela related? That bitch from the Rugrats. That is true. That's Angelica, isn't it? Angelica. What color is Aaron's car? Yeah, yeah. green. Oh, I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. You guys oh, yeah, that is fair. That is I thought her car green. was green. That's Miss Lippy's car. Oh, uh, yeah. Miss Lippy's car is green, dude. I'm sorry. Miss Lippy's car is green. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. I'm drink for him. Right, well, I'll drink for you, too, because I'm culturally ins- I guess I'm just insensitive to you. I totally forgot you're colorblind. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, it was like I remember, like in high school, Nick was. They were singing like we were singing like the, like uh, like the Star Spangled Banner, you know. <laughs> and he's like the green, yellow, and red. I'm like, dude, those are not my colors. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Nick went so false. I think it's more alarming that Nick went all the way to high school and didn't know the colors of the flag than anything else. Oh, it's no, fun. You guys are making. It's you so guys are making shit up. And he just drives right through a red light, and you look over. He goes, "Oh, sorry, I thought it was green." 
I'm like, what? No, if the light is, if it's one of those like one single lights that is blinking, I don't know if it's red or yellow or, well, there's never a green light blinking, but I would have to pay attention to the, like, I know red is always on top. Red is always on top. In Cincinnati, and it was red, and you drove right through it. And I looked over at you, you go, it's green. I was like, no. (laughs) It was probably one of those like single blinking lights. Like, definitely not green. Green's always on the bottom. Red's always on the top. Yellow's in the middle. But when they're by themselves, red and yellow, I don't know. Well, I was was sketched out by the whole whole encounter. Yeah. So I have one more question for you guys. And I'd like to make this one, whoever gets this wrong needs to take a shot. So Uh are we down with that? Yeah, I have my shot right here, but Jay's going to lose. What is my mic? Are you ready? Oh, that sounds sexual. You guys should take a drink. All right. Let me open up this beer. The crack of the crack. You're drinking canned Coronas. Such a discipline. It's the sound of Irish crickets. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget that when we went hunting and like you sent me an Instagram and you're like. This is the sound of Irish crickets. Okay, last question, ladies and gentlemen. Last question. What are the ingredients of a shepherd's pie? Ham, potatoes, and peas, and gravy. I wish people could see Jay's face right now because he's actually kind of puzzled and impressed at the same time. No, I'm not. I'm disappointed. Ham? I don't know. There's some sort of meat in there, like maybe like ground beef. Lamb. Lamb. A ground ground beef is cottage pie. You're a little bit more Irish than I am, and I am very disappointed in you. Right now. Meow. Meow. Looking at me. He goes down south of the border for twelve months and he's more tan than us, acting like he's not Irish. He's not tanner, dude. We see it. He's literally he's pale. I'm more Italian than I am Irish. He's got he's, he's got enough hair on there to block the UV rays, man. Yeah, I don't even have to put some screen. Oso Blanco. Oso Blanco. You're whiter whiter than this tequila I'm drinking over here, man. That translates to the white bear. The white bear? El Oso Blanco. Yep, let's go. Last question. Last question of the night here. What is Yosef's name? Well, fuck, wow. What is he, Russian? What is Joseph's name revealed to be in the film? Joseph's name. Get your shot glass ready, Jay. Wait, wait. wait. He he said it at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, close to the end. Yeah, it's revealed. It's revealed in like the late third act. So yeah, the end. I think his name was Aaron. Nope, that would be the director's name. Mm. What is Joseph's name? I'm gonna say Mark. No. Uh, wait hold on what is joseph's name it's revealed to be his name at the end of the film yet this guy lies a lot it's not revealed to be his actual name but it's the name that he reveals at the end of the film near the end of the film when he had the camera yeah yeah well i think it's more when he took the call in the very end right 
Oh, when he started with the other person from Craigslist. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that one. If you it's say revealed, it, maybe I'll remember. It's revealed to be... You want me to say it or no? Yeah, go ahead. Bill. I'm trying to... Bill. Bill. I don't remember that at all. It's towards the it's towards the end. He says he says that his name's Bill. Ah, uh, typical white name. I guess we I should drink for that. But there's there's no clear evidence that his name is Bill. Like it's I don't think we ever really find you don't you're never going to find out what his real name is. Um, it's just kind of the mystery of the serial killer behind it. But he just lies a lot. But he changes his name from Joseph to Bill, um, revealing you know that he's been lying to Aaron the whole time and all this stuff. I think it was when he sent the second videotape, if I'm not mistaken, where it was, it was, uh, my, he said like my last tape to you or like, or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to be here at, at this lake at this time at 11 AM. Come meet me. Like, he was so are we allowed to here, tell you, here, tell no, the man, end of it? Yeah. You can tell the end, man. This is, yeah. This so, is so, so the budget was $0 minus the amount of money that it took to get the, 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 you know, the cabin. My interesting question you severely is, underestimate the cost of Starbucks coffee, sir. Yeah, but at the end of the movie, when he when he axed him in the head, I mean that looked legit, real. There was some, there was something going on there. How'd they do that without a budget? I mean, they can, they can, they can do some camera work, and I mean, look. All I'm no, saying no, I, is, I looked it up. I looked it up. They killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> was his name Aaron? He was a homeless man they found behind a dumpster, and they said, "You sit on this bench right here. We're gonna give you two McDoubles and an extra side of honey mustard." And he was like, "Yo, game, let's do it." And then they murdered him, and that's the last I ever heard of uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. There's another. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Guillermo just helped me change my oil the other day in Belize. Well, it makes sense. For years. Don't play with us. <laughs> um, ending this out always as we do is our key takeaways of the film. I'd like our guest of honor here to start off. Nick, take it away. Yeah, I guess my, uh, my takeaways... It, I don't know. After I started watching it, the guy was in the tub, and then he started running. You know, he was running in the uh, in the woods, and they were trying to go find that little heart, uh, you know, fountain of heartness where he was going to be cured. It became a little bit predictable. Uh, I said, I think earlier, the only time that I really jumped was at the end when he killed him with the axe, and then I knew that he was going to go and get the camera. But I just didn't know when because it was like completely silent. And then all of a sudden I jumped and I did. I really I, I jumped. I got scared, but I knew it was going to come um, mm-hmm. when he walked outside in the at the house when he was sleeping after he got the, the locket and the knife and the um, the wolf. Um, he walked outside and he was walking out along like the alleyway. I, I would I knew it was just so predictable and I was waiting for something to jump. And then nothing jumped and he just went back inside and I was like, oh, all right. So I guess it was a little bit predictable and unpredictable. Um, But it got my attention for the chase and the lore that Joseph kept portraying. I mean, he kept saying like, oh, 
you know, come like you're going to be like it got me interested right away of, OK, he's got cancer. He's he's going to, you know, go through this whole thing. He hired he hired this guy to, to take the video. And then <laughs> the funny it was and also was funny, too. Like some of the things where the guy explained that his mom put a, a beeping bracelet on him when he wet his pants. At the, at the <laughs> restaurant, you know, I cracked up about that. I thought that was so funny. And then yeah, well, that, that actually ties into so there's like a kind of like the trifecta that serial killers need to meet, and that's uh, number one, parental abuse, number two, animal abuse, and then number three, wetting the bed. And if it typically most serial killers meet those three criteria, so I think that was kind of ah. the play and being a serial killer. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. And do you think like the whole weird animal Well, that was the guy that was that was the guy that was the guy that was filming it. He was the one that had that happen to him. He was the one that was that oh, had the bracelet right. on. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. But I, it might just play into like the whole serial killer kind of like lore, I guess. But no, it was just a hilarious know. story and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and then the other thing was like, "Hey, can you sit down and uh and, have, and listen, I've never told anybody this, but I bought this mask at a 99 cent store. I left. I basically raped my wife with a wolf mask on. Yeah, the next day I came back and picked her up. And she was like, yeah, I had a great night last night. It was normal. Um, it was funny. But, but the thing that the thing that I think is interesting about that, because you realize at the end that he's a serial killer. At the, the whole time, you're not really sure what he is. You're I mean, not really I sure if he's fucked up. They're kind of getting the idea of what it is. It's just it's a it's a it's a. I think it's a game to it. Kind of yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a game exactly. To, like prolong it all, but you you kind of like get the uh, the feel for what's going on and like and again like. Well, the whole like, time they're foreshadowing like, it. Yeah, I, but I, I told you off air like I love like the the the, the fucking gifts you find for episodes, but like. This one of him dancing in front of the door is is beach fuzz. It's, it's just like, it's it's kind of like that whole thing. Like once you put on a mask, you can be whoever you want. You know. Yeah. And then when it's all, like, I would imagine he kills pretty much most of his people. That's a good way to put it right there. With put on a mask because that's exactly what he does throughout the whole episode, the whole movie. He puts on a mask because he's playing a game with his victims. He is one hundred percent tormenting them from the get go to to lure them in to get them to feel weirded out, but see how far he can take it. And then if they reel away, he's ready to come back and just strike later. And it's, it's, I, I liked it. I, I think it's a, a really cool take on how he, he uh, stalks his prey. You're watching, yeah, it just, he's just being documented from the like, victim's point of view. Yeah. It just weirds me out. Like his sister, like Angela would be like, Oh, you just need to leave. Like, no, be like, motherfucker, like my brother, she, she doesn't know. She doesn't know he's a serial killer. She just thinks he has problems. I, I think she No, does. there's no way any sane person would be like, oh, yeah, my brother's a serial killer. It's okay because we're family. Bro, there's no way someone acts like that and you're not like, oh, that's a serial killer. That is a serial killer. <laughs> you would be like, my brother has problems. My brother has issues. I haven't seen him in years. It's a strange relationship. That's what I yeah. felt like it was from the call. I guess. I mean, the, the, the whole thing, again, like it does a great job of like keeping you there and like this. You just feel super awkward watching the movie, right? It, it feels like you don't belong. You're uncomfortable. There. Yeah, like you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not, you're not in the right, you're right, not in the right skin. Like he's not in his right skin. You're watching, you're, you're being invited into a serial killer's mind by watching this tape. But I think it's interesting because you're watching it from the point of perspective of the victim 
of the unknown victim, which also makes you the unknown victim too, in a way. It's, it's yeah, interesting the way it's done. I also think like if you're going to be like a videographer and videotape every second of your life, like why don't you watch your, your films at night, especially when you feel like this kind of scare coming on and you could see him like out in front of the door. You know, it, it, it's just like it was a great movie, but like I, there was just so many warning signs where like a normal person would have like checked this or checked that and been like, yo, like. This I would have left the date the second life. that he was getting naked in the tub to take a bath. But that's well, yeah, that's but the like, thing we're tying back to here. Your address, like, why not move? And this fucking part blows my mind is, and sorry, drink because I just cussed, but like, why do you? <laughs> why are you just defending yourself with a knife, dude? Like, you know, I, the weird part was we watched this movie and we started hearing weird noises in our house from both downstairs and upstairs. I keep in mind we have like a little three-year-old running around, so that's never you know super surprising to hear noises upstairs. But we we were hearing noises downstairs, and even I went out to the garage, you know, smoked a little bit of uh, zapats, and I heard a noise. From, I heard a noise from uh, inside the house, but like I feel perfectly fine because no matter where I am in my house, like you could stab me, you could slash me, but I know where there is a gun in every fucking room so if you really want to come try me like you're gonna make me bleed but i'm gonna murder you you know like i'm gonna, um, I'm gonna kill you. so, like, so for, for good I, measure jay let's throw out your address here and let's let's put this to the test so you live in highway Oakland park florida three 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 four come get at me baby i got a new gun i've been waiting to shoot i haven't even been able to take it to the fucking range because of the covid scare but <laughs> make you i've been to your house you have a backyard we have like a twenty square foot area. Exactly. If is if you're feeling serious harm, go buy a gun, carry it on you, have that security, and don't go on a bench and not. Can't do that. In I don't know where we just got into gun rights here on this whole thing, but yeah, sure. Protect yourself if you're going to be a guy answering Craigslist ads for a thousand bucks. You should carry a gun. Yeah, Probably a smart move. I feel secure at night knowing that I have a layout around my house of tactical uh, but, meanings. But for Aaron, for poor, beer, poor dear Aaron, he put it in his yellow, or in Nick's case, green car, and have a shotgun at the ready. <laughs> it could be. I don't know, man. Like, I like you break into my house, like the living room, kitchen area, we lesser on your concern than when you walk up the stairs, and you will find the f- more rooms you get to and the further back in the house... Wow, the really? So the room that the, we stay in when we come visit you, that has just guns galore in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the further you go back in the house, the larger the calipers get. So <laughs> if I'm in the back room, it's not going to be a great situation at all. So noted to all you serial killers out there, if you're looking for someone and the guy named Jake Kington answers your Craigslist ad, beware because he's packing heat. Back yeah, and just, I mean, come visit me. I'm, I'm from Kentucky. I'm continually, continuously shirtless, and I'm over here ready for the boogaloo. Let's do this. I will be honest. <laughs> Jay is always shirtless. It is true. Not right now. I've actually had it. Yeah, 98% of the time, you're shirtless. It's so hot in Florida, dude. Fuck. It's hotter That's in Mexico, actually, bro. Yeah, and you just said what that. Is, what, is, what is dry heat, dude? I got to like, just wet. 
Well, well, it looks like game's over for EJ. Uh, I got some shots I could take. Then you're not out of alcohol. I'll take a shot. Um, (laughs) Jay, Jay, I think you just gave your takeaways there, basically, of that. But honestly, Nick, also what we do is out of a 10-point scale, what do you give this movie out of 10? So my general rule is like when I'm watch when I'm trying to find a movie to watch illegally online at like xpaw.se. We really or support like, that on this show a lot, by the way. We really support illegal download streaming. So shout out I, to how about xhamster.com? <laughs> no, not xhamster. Xpaws, xpau.se or g2g.fm or like one two three movies. But anyway, when you scroll over it, it says like either I don't know where I don't know where these numbers come from because when you like if I scroll over it and it says six point zero, then I'll go on like Rotten Tomatoes and they have like you know a seventy five percent, eighty percent, whatever. I don't ever watch a movie over a six point zero like rating, and I would give I w- I would give this a six point zero rating. It's not it's. One, I don't you like don't watch movies that are under a six point oh, right? You said over six. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've been I've been drinking, so <laughs> I don't watch movies that are under six point oh. But I also don't I, I don't really care for scary movies or these types of movies. I think that I don't know from like a filmography standpoint, filmographer standpoint. Fil- videographer standpoint and like cinephile standpoint yeah um i think it's always interesting to like hear and see other people's way of like putting things together um i mean i've watched terrible movies before too but i try to stay away from them i would i would give this an even 6.0 it's worth watching it like if you're just like hanging out and you know Look, we're in a quarantine right now. It's it's time to yeah, experiment with movies. Like, yeah, you, you could watch it. It wouldn't be like I would go and recommend it and be like, yo, this is like Ozark. This is really good. It's going to – it's, you know, it's like – No, but I think if you're like – if you're talking to a friend and they're like, I want something that's like art house and weird and indie, like what, what do you got? 100%. Yeah. yeah what, what, what was the final number? You just Nick, gave it, six, Nick gave it a six, six out of ten. Okay, what do you add, EJ? Um, for me, I give it a <laughs> – I give it a nine out of ten. Why? Really? Okay. I give it. I give it a nine out of ten. I think it's a well-executed movie. It's weird at first. It starts out weird, but like towards the end, I I, I really started to appreciate it. And I think for me, because of the research that went into this, and obviously my like my like for Mark Duplass. Well, you like movies. You also gave me that. Well, that, I mean, this is this is the, the movie. niche. Oh, the rabbit. Movie Jojo Rabbit. Said. Oh my God! Come Jojo on, Jojo Rabbit. I think that's solid movie. Bad. I think that's a, a very fair score, EJ. Thank you. I think, I think Derso is a little missing the point of this movie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still love you, bud, but I would give it, uh, I'm kind of teetering between 8 and 8.5. And the really? Reason that, yeah, well, no, but, but hear me out, bud. The reason that I'm saying this is because this is not a, you know, $20 million horror. Exactly. This is a no budget. I'm not going to say low budget. I'm going to say no budget. This is an Airbnb and whiskey fueled movie. And because it has that small of a beginning 
and has this large of an effect, I have to give it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna say eight point five. Yeah. I'm more in line with the higher rating, given what the movie costs to make, the low budget, and the overall effect. And the fun part about this is. We will be doing a follow-up episode on Creep 2. Oh, drink. You said the word C-R-E-E-P. That has a crazy, very rare Rotten Tomatoes ranking of 100% on the critic side. And I think and, like and a 73, 73% audience score, which is yeah. great, too. I mean, I think I think Creep 1 had a 62% audience score or whatever. I try not to look at Rotten Tomatoes whenever I'm ever watching a movie just because I think that it always skews my view of a movie. But I, I, I'm really interested to see how they change this because it looks even better than the first movie from what I've seen so far. Creep Two does. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm kind of upset. I always look at Ron Demet as far as watch any movie just to kind of see where we are in it. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a very interesting situation. Again, kind of going back to like the uh, the souls or the paranormal activities. I mean, this could be a continuous. Um, mm-hmm kind of movie uh series until at some point this guy gets killed but until then you could just have several creepy situations and for some reason i've been staring at this fucking man dance and the peach fuzz mask for like and it's just it's <laughs> creepier. but uh no i i for 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 the cost for the, and budget, for the risk for the risk and, too, and, man. And the but also i was i was really intrigued because i really was a big fan of the league so to see mark duplass transfer from a comedy role into a more serious horror or um, thriller slash drama role was very awesome to see mm-hmm. and i even we were texting like earlier this week and i was like the dude has so much range it's insane and it and if we're talking about duplass roles right here because i mean he's been on a lot of things um you know there's obviously togetherness on hbo which was a pretty big hit he was on mindy project kind of a recurring character one of his my favorite films of his is called the one i love it's on netflix with him and elizabeth moss uh, great movie about a couple that gets sent to this uh, weird house out in california and like i think napa valley and in the pool house is the alternate like they're basically having some love relationship problems and they get sent by their therapist to this house and they discover in the back pool house alternate versions of them which is the exact version of like what each partner wants out of their relationships and they kind of have to decide who they want to be with by the end of the movie really weird exploratory film cool film to watch though honestly like and and this might be going a little bit far-fetched but like he to me personally has like that like woody harrelson matthew mcconaughey ring where he i like that you know i like that yeah he does. Woody Harrelson for sure, man. Like he's got he's got a, a a really weird range to him that just works. But he's not afraid to take the risk. And he and his brother, uh, I mean Jay, I think you should check him out. Check it out on HBO. It's called Room One Hundred and Four. He and his brother work on that. I think it's their production company that does it. But each episode mm-hmm. takes place in the same hotel room. But each episode's different with a different character, but stays in the same hotel room. Very very out there. But it's something you get high, watch it late night. You'd like it. <laughs> I'll definitely check it out. Um, but honestly, thank that wraps up most of what we have. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. It's been quite a long time since I've seen your now fuzzy face. Fuzzy face. Oh, you were big fuzz on there, man. 
It's that yeah, Irish, right. that Irish uh, hair, the red, you know. That's that red tang. Yeah, that you red tang. You know, tang. they said like 98% of beards have a little bit of red in them because there's a little bit of Irish everywhere because uh, <laughs> birth control sucks. Let's be real. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Please drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a section. For, uh, for listening to this uh, more rather fun, free-flowing show we have Uh we're very happy just to have another one of our uh, very, very good friends, uh, again, that we grew up with, come on board and, um, you know, stay tuned. We're going to have some more exciting stuff coming up in the following week. And hopefully, if we're lucky, we'll be able to get Mark Duplass on for maybe a little 10, 20 minute combo on Creep 2 and maybe some insight into Creep 3. But uh, Mark, swallow. if you're listening, please jump in, please. We love you. I have you on here. I love you. I love you. I love you. He's, he's definitely a listener, so I'm sure he will respond now. But uh, to all of our <laughs> listeners, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Bud po- Buzzed Podcast. The Buzz Podcast. See, we, I, I get more mumbly the more the show goes on. But uh, do uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Buzzed Podcast. And we will do our best to keep enunciating through um, – Higher than average alcohol consumptions. Yeah, especially yeah. through the quarantine. I'm in. Nick, we're going to have you on again, man. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm going to come back. Uh, I'll be right here in Mexico drinking my Corona during the coronavirus and adding to my Corona wall on this huge mantle that I have here at my girlfriend's house in, in Mexico. That's right. Well, don't get stabbed. Oh, that was coaching. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> Oh man, you tricked me. <laughs> and look, please join us next week. Uh, Jay and I are going to be talking about uh, another indie film called Ghost Stories. And I have seen oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. excited about this one. It's going to be a I good love one. Anthologies. I love anthologies. You're going to love this one, man. Uh, very. Oh, you watched it already? Uh, we, we worked on it at my at my office. It was, uh, it was a, a cool, cool movie. Okay. 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 But I, like, uh, you got to see it. Yeah, I, I was tempted to watch that before Creep because I knew you wanted to do Creep, but I've already seen it. So I was like, oh, I'd rather do Ghost Stories. But I'm happy we did Creep. What a Creep 2. We'll get Mark Duplass on because we're kind of low-key F-less celebrities at this point. And, um, <laughs> but uh, Ghost Stories coming up next. I'm excited for it, man. But thank you again so much. Uh, Nick Durso, the one and only pioneer of his generation. One more thing, actually, too. Nick, uh where can the good people follow you at? Where, where oh, can yeah. people find you uh, on the socials there for your awesome travel adventures? On Shout socials. out your book too, man. You're kind of, you know, you've done some shit, bud. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you can follow me on my Instagram at Durso, my last name, D-U-R-S-O-N-J. And, uh, you know, my website's there. You can get a copy of my book there. Uh yeah, it's been it's been a journey, man. I'm like I said, I'm here in fucking Mexico. Drink, um, wait until this quarantine is over. My car is in Belize. Uh, I have my videographer with me here, and we literally have been doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, um, don't murder your videographer. I know you got some inspiration this week. Yeah, I hired him from. I actually hired him from Craigslist. 
<laughs> we're filming videos. I thought that when I, you bought like a Chevy Blazer, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I got a '98 Chevy Blazer with a bed in the back, barbecue on top. Uh, don't forget up. that emblem on the very back too, with the skeleton oh, with the two someone, guns. Someone stole it. Someone stole it. Win. Don't forget. Don't yeah. forget the trailer hitch with the dildo, dude. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, the nutsack hanging too. It drags. Yeah. Um, Wait, someone stole the emblem? He's yeah, someone stole the emblem. Someone, <laughs> someone stole the emblem. That was a while ago. That was months ago. I think I was in Guadalajara when someone took that. This is Honestly, why we don't buy a family emblem for a Chevy Blazer. No, no. It was it was sick, dude. It was, uh, it was a goal with two Desert Eagles on it out of each or either side. I was like, this is how you keep the cartel away. Culture insensitive. I'll drink. Um, no, that's how you encourage the cartel to come party. What are you talking about? That means that means do not fuck with. That means I fuck hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. We're going to cut this episode off and we'll just keep hanging out after this. But thank you to everyone. Uh, again, the Buzz Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Check us out. We love you guys. We will see you soon. Mark Duplass, I love uh, you. Mark Duplass, we love you. We'll reach out to you on Instagram and hopefully you respond. We will see. But until next time, everyone, stay safe. Stay scared. Most importantly, though, stay strapped because knives are shit. <laughs>